0: In today's episode, we have two creepy cases that are sure to make you double-check your surroundings the next time you're out and about. Case number one is about a serial killer hunting in California the past several months who recently got apprehended. In case number two is a curious one about a woman's death being ruled officially as a suicide despite, and get this, receiving 20 stab wounds on her upper body. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now, get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number one, serial killer in California. When you live in a place where crime and violence seems all too common, you kind of learn to adapt to that environment while also always worrying about your safety. Every person has the right to feel safe in their surroundings, but that isn't always the case especially with what's been going on in the city in California, and locals have been on edge because of a danger that's been seemingly lurking in the dark, committing serious crimes. In Stockton, California, there have been a series of murders that are putting the community on edge. The most recent of this killing spree happened on September 27th of 2022. The victim was a 54-year-old male named Lawrence Lopez Sr., The musician was found dead on a sidewalk in a residential area, according to reports, he was gunned down about half past one in the morning. His case was linked by police to six other shootings that happened in the past, five of which led to instantaneous death. Just six days before Lawrence was shot, Juan Cruz, who was 52, was also killed at 4.27 in the morning. And on August 30th, another shooting occurred at 6.41 a.m., killing 21-year-old Jonathan Hernandez Rodriguez. At about 9.49 p.m. on August 11th, Salvador Booty Jr. was gunned down. And then, just a month before him, on July 8th, at about half past 12, Paul Yaw, who was 35, was also fatally shot. And all of these occurred in Stockton, California. The earliest shooting of this series of crimes was believed to have happened a year prior in Oakland City, California. An unidentified 40-year-old male was fatally shot at around 4.18 a.m. on the 10th of April of 2021. It's also important to note that all, except for Yaw, were Hispanic and most of them were homeless. The police considered all these killings as connected because of the similarities in how the shootings were done in areas that are either dark or dimly lit, and are blind spots for security cameras. Also, none of the belongings of the victims were taken. Somehow, authorities believe that these killings seem mission-oriented, meaning there was the intent of just gunning down these people. On the 4th of October of this year, authorities also released footage of an individual wearing a dark-colored hooded top and pants. Had a lopping gait and unusually straight posture. In a statement, they were seeking the public's help in identifying the person of interest who they claimed they saw at at least more than one crime scene. They also added that they still have to rule out if this person was the suspect or witness of the killings. In this video clip interestingly matched the description of the sole survivor of these supposed serial shootings, The survivor would have been the second victim. She was a 46-year-old homeless black woman named Natasha Latour, whom the suspect shot at around 3.20 in the morning on the 16th of April in 2021. According to her, she was in her tent when she heard someone walking around the area. When she went out to see who it was, she was greeted by a man with a gun who shot her about 9 to 10 times without saying a word. He started shooting at her when a train passed by possibly to drown out the sound of the gunshots. Luckily, though, she survived this incident and managed to provide a description of the gunman. The suspect was clad in dark clothing, his face covered with a dark surgical mask. The woman described him to be about 5'10 to 6' tall, and the description is eerily similar to the person of interest in the video released by police. There is, however, a darker side to Natasha's story because according to her, when she reported the incident, the investigators just didn't seem to care. Recently, though, on October 15th, 43-year-old Wesley Brown was arrested when investigators received tips about a sketchy individual in the area as all residents were, of course, on high alert. It was 2 a.m. when he was pulled over, dressed in black, with a mask around his neck, and he had a gun with him. He's officially been charged with three counts of murder. As to what will happen to him, only time will tell. Number two, rule to suicide. There are cases out there that undoubtedly make us all raise our eyebrows, either because of how the crimes took place or because of how the cases were handled by authorities. This case is one that actually hits both of those as it may make you not only question just what could have caused this horrible violence against a person, but also what the investigators handling the case back then were thinking. On January 26, 2011, 27-year-old Ellen Greenberg, a first-grade teacher at Juniata Park Academy in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, went home from work earlier than scheduled because of a snowstorm. She didn't go straight home, though. She first made sure that her car had a full tank of gas before arriving at her apartment in the Manny Young neighborhood, which she shared with her fiancé, Sam. At about 4.45 p.m., Sam went to the gym and came back half an hour later. However, the swing lock prevented him from coming inside the apartment. He tried calling for Ellen, but there was no response, even after attempting to text and call multiple times for about 20 minutes. So, that's when Sam became frantic. He tried asking for the help of the apartment security, but was told that it was against the policy. With a building attendant present, though, Sam forced his way into the apartment and found his fiancée slumped against a cabinet. Initially, he thought Ellen hit her head after she had slipped. When he called 911, he was initially advised to perform CPR, However, he was immediately advised to stop after Sam found a knife still stuck inside her chest. His horrified reaction to finding the knife was actually captured on the 911 call. She didn't survive this attack, and the autopsy report revealed that Ellen suffered a total of 20 stab wounds on her chest, neck, and head. Half of the wounds were on the backside of her neck and head, and two of those reached her brain. The other eight were on her abdomen. As if the manner of her death wasn't shocking enough, the result of the investigation was also something the family and friends of Ellen didn't expect. Her death was actually ruled as a suicide. As reports said, only her fingerprints were found on the knife. The fact that the apartment was also locked from the inside also factored into this ruling. Authorities also noted that nothing in the apartment looked remarkably alarming citing that an intrusion was out of the question. They also considered the fact that Ellen had been taking anti-anxiety medication, which they believed might have been the root cause of this violent death. However, for years the families disputed this claim because it seemed incredibly impossible for Ellen to stab herself in such a violent way. Aside from the seemingly impossible method of taking her own life, the fact that no suicide note was found at the scene In fact, there was only a bowl of a salad that was half made. Another thing that the family believed was definite proof of Ellen not committing suicide was the fact that she filled up her car with gas before coming home. Finally, in 2022, 11 years after this tragedy, the DA office ordered the case to be re-examined to try to determine once again what exactly happened to Ellen, while also reviewing the claims of the family countering the suicide ruling. It may take some time before we can get another update regarding this case, but the fact that the case is reopened and being looked into gives hope to her parents and her fiancé that they just might find some answers. Hey, if you enjoyed that, then you need to subscribe because we have new videos coming out all the time, plus a Patreon page for exclusive and graphic videos that you won't find anywhere else.